you are listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast. I asked Pastor Mark if I could greet my mom. Today is October 13. It's her birthday. So for those of, for my mom who's watching online, happy birthday, mama. I love you. And for those of you who are celebrating their birthday this October, happy birthday. Yeah, you can. This morning, we're going to talk about a story that's very familiar with probably most of you because it's about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. How many of you are familiar with that story? Just raise your hand. That's good. So that means I don't have to read the whole chapter. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Kathy. I do have one request, though. While I was preparing for this message, I was reminded of a story. You guys probably heard this story because uh, my dad was a pastor. When he, when, when, when I was young, I would tell him, I would hear him share this story. He said there was two two Christians. One was a pastor and one was a taxi driver. And they both died at the same time. They went to heaven. And when they got there, the pastor was a little upset, disappointed that his mansion was not as big as the taxi driver. And he started complaining. I'm like, Lord, come on. What's going on? You know, I went full time. I'm like, every day, I'm like reaching out to people. And every Sunday, I'm preparing a message. What's going on? How come this, this mansion that you have here is so small? And the Lord says, well, do you want the truth? And yeah, because lie is not allowed in heaven. <laughs> the Lord says, well, every time you preach, people fall asleep. <laughs> and this brother of yours, when he has a passenger in his car, they're always like calling out to my name, Lord, help us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, we need you. We don't want to die. So the Lord says like, whenever he drives, people are calling to my name. When you're preaching, you're falling asleep. So his mansion is bigger. Don't fall asleep. Please don't fall asleep. I'm going to send an usher to escort you out to wash your face. And so you can come back and finish the message. If you can open your Bibles to Daniel. Daniel 3. Are you guys excited? I feel that there's excitement in the air. Come on now. Daniel 3.19. I'm not a, a fast reader, but I'm going to try my best. We're going to start with 19. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude towards them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So these men, wearing their robes, trousers, turban, and other clothes, were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent 
You didn't waste any time. Like, it has to happen now. The, the, the furnace is so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men firmly tied their hands, their feet fell into the blazing furnace. Verse 23, Then the king, Nebuchadnezzar, leaped into his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, Weren't there three men that we tied up and threw in the fire? And they replied, Certainly, O king. He said, Look, I see four men walking around in the fire unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. 26, Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. Praise be to God. Woo. Let me back up a little bit, okay? There was a king, his name is Nebuchadnezzar. He conquered so many empires, including Jerusalem. He destroyed the temple and he took captives. And some of those men were those three guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. What they do during their time is that they pick the royal ones, the, the elite ones, the intelligent ones. And then they, they try to brainwash them. They try to convince them, well, we're not going to kill you if you serve us. Is that okay? And they actually feed them with the best food. They let them drink wine. But during that time, King Nebuchadnezzar decided to build this 90 feet idol. And he made a law that every time a music was played throughout the nation, everybody would bow down and worship this idol. If you have no idea what, how tall is a 50 feet, it's about 80 story or eight story, I'm sorry, eight story high, about nine feet wide. And there were some people who were also working for King Nebuchadnezzar. They noticed that these three Hebrew boys were not bowing down. And so they reported him. There's three, three, three guys that you put you know, in, in charge and they're not following your orders. And the king called these three boys, like, is it true? Is it true? <coughs> that you're not bowing down and worshiping the idol, I'm gonna give you guys a chance. When you hear the music, bow down, bow down. Because if you don't, I'm gonna throw you into the fire. I was sharing this with my, my wife, Cresselin, and, and I said like, should I come up with a title? And she said like, I don't know, should you come up with a title? I said like, I'm thinking about what's cooking. <laughs> And she's like, no, that's not so good. And then I go like, oh, maybe like, what's burning? Like, she's like, no, no, no. Just call it fire. Just like that, fire message. There's a spirit, okay, during that time and is still here that hates Christians. The moment you say, I'm a believer of Jesus Christ. I'm going to only worship one God. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to serve him. No one can stop me. Everything that I do is about Jesus Christ. That's the time when you guys like clap your hands. Woo! <laughs> the spirit, the devil, 
really, really, wow. I'm going to throw trials and tribulations and difficulties and hardship at you. My question, what kind of fire are you in right now? This fire comes in different forms. You've gone through a divorce. You have broken relationships. You lost your job. You're in debt. You were recently diagnosed with an illness or disorder. What is it? Your past keeps haunting you and you're ashamed of it, you're guilty of it. What is it? If you're a student, are you a victim of peer pressure? Someone bullied you? Or maybe anxiety? Or not just measuring up and you always want to, you know, prove to everyone that I'm worth it too? Or maybe just going to school. That's like fire for you. Like, I don't want to go to school. The enemy wants to put you through hell. Point number one, the fire that the enemy created to destroy you God is going to use to refine you. Amen. Say, refine me. Refine me. You're probably thinking, if you're in the middle of a fire, you're like saying, like, why, Lord? What's going on? What's going on, Lord? It's okay. It's okay to ask questions. Maybe that's your prayer. Like, why, Lord? What's up? What's up, Lord? Oh, I don't deserve this. It's okay. But if you continue on in asking the Lord, the enemy is hoping that in your process of complaining, you'll begin to doubt him. And when you begin to doubt the Lord, you get impatient because you've been praying for a long time, okay? And all of a sudden you start doubting and then you start not believing anymore, okay? But the Lord wants to use that situation to refine you, okay? He wants to transform and change something inside you. And what is that? Your heart. It's your heart. Because the truth is, it doesn't mean that when you come to church on Sunday, okay, that the world, when they look at you, they see Jesus. No, no, no. You can come to church every single Sunday, but when you go back to your respective homes and schools, I wonder if they really see Jesus in you. But God is trying to help you that when you say you're a Christian, okay, your life is in alignment with what you say who you are. It's like a gold. In order for you to have pure gold, it has to go through fire. And all the impurities would melt away. I googled it. The fire needs 1,942.54 Fahrenheit. That's 
wicked heart. <laughs> wicked, wicked heart. But only then can you become not the best version of you. No. God wants to refine you to be like His Son, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Poor Peter. You know, he says, like, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with you. I'm, 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 all, I'm, I'm with you all the way. And Jesus says, like, you're going to deny me, Peter, before the rooster crows. And somebody actually identified Peter. Do you guys remember the story? He said, like, hey, 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 weren't you one of his disciples? Weren't you one of those people who were casting out demons, you know, preaching the gospel and, and cat, you know, healing the sick? And all of a sudden, like Peter, nope, nope, I'm not one of those. Poor Peter. But we miss out that somebody identified him as a follower of Jesus. We need to be identified as a follower of Jesus. I wonder. When you talk, when you move, when you think, when you plant, when you process, everything that we do is Jesus seen. God is going to use the fire to refine you. Amen? 1116. We're here till 12, right? The fire inside you is greater than the fire that you're in. Can we all say that? The fire inside me is greater than the fire that I'm in. This is very important. We say Christian lines like, God is good all the time. And all the time. And I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will always be with you, you know. And we say, like, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper me, not to harm me, to give me life in the future. We say this, but, we're, we're, but when we're in the middle of a fire, none of those. We don't remember those. We're going, like, ah, ah, Lord. And God's like, what, what happened? I'm, I'm inside you. I'm with you. Before Jesus left, he said to his disciples, I, I need to go. Because when I go, someone is going to come after me. And we all know who it is, the Holy Spirit. Say it, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the one, he says, who's going to empower you. Okay, who's going to help you follow me? And it's the Holy Spirit's job to convict the world of their sin, of God's righteousness, and of the judgment that is to come. The Holy Spirit is in us. Okay? The Word of God says too, greater is He who is in me than he who's in the world. Do we really believe that, church? Yes. And why are we worried? 
Why are we complaining when we're in the middle of a fire? If the enemy can convince you that the fire in you is this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. <sighs> really? The Holy Spirit in you is a little light? The Word of God says that Jesus is brighter than the sun. Darkness can't stand the light of God. That fire is inside you. Where you go, you bring light. Where you go, you shine light. And darkness goes fleeing. Am I talking to somebody here? (laughs) These three Hebrew boys knew who their God was. Let's read verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. This is after the king said, I'm going to throw you in the middle of the fire, the blazing furnace, because you didn't bow down. You're dead. Okay, verse 17, this is what they said. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it. And we, and he will rescue us from your hands, O king. And then verse 18, listen. But even if he does not, say it, even if he does not. We want you to know, O king, that you will not, or we will not serve your gods or worship the image of your gold you set up. Come on, church. They believed. They were convinced. God didn't have to prove to them. They weren't like asking like, Lord, Lord, can can you, can you perform this miracle? Can you show us this sign? No, 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 no. They were convinced that God is able, that God can save them and God will save them. That's why they were able to stand against the king. In this world where everybody's doing what they think is okay, I wonder if as Christians we're able to stand up for Jesus and what we believe the word of God says. In this world, it's okay to to do drugs. In this world, it's, it's okay to have sex outside marriage. In this world, it's okay to watch pornography. enemy wants you to think that it's okay but before a holy God it's not and I wonder if we will make a stand as a church as the people of the Lord and we're going to say Lord God we will not bow down we will not serve any other God we will not follow any other God except you Lord Jesus Christ amen
if you know who your God is, I believe the Lord would let you know who you are. See, when, when they captured these three men, they changed their name. We know them as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's not the real name. The real names are Hananiah, Mishael, did I say that right? Mishael, and Asaria. Shadrach meant in Babylonia, commander of the moon god. But Mishael, I mean, Hananiah means Yahweh is gracious. Our God is a gracious God. Meshach meant who is like our moon god. But Michelle in Hebrew means who is like our God. Abednego meant servant of the God Nebu. But Azaria meant Jehovah has helped us. Do you know who you are? Do you know who you are, church? The enemy will tell you you're a loser. You're not worthy. You're guilty. You have no future. You're no good. But the Word of God says, you are my child. You are my sons and my daughters. You've been set free. You're washed clean. You're not defeated. You're victorious. And someday you will reign with Him in heaven. How many of you are thankful about that? If the worship team can come up, the last point that I want to let you guys know, your miracle is in the fire. Say your miracle is in the fire. I love that part when King Nebuchadnezzar says, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound, unharmed, and the fourth looks like the Son of God. Even the enemies got burned and died because the fire was so hot, okay? They made sure that they're not gonna escape. They tied them up. So when they're thrown in the fire, they can't go anywhere. It's 100% guaranteed that they were gonna burn and die, okay? But we just read, they were in the middle of the fire, unbound, unharmed. Are you in the middle of a fire right now? The enemy wants you to think that you're paralyzed. The enemy wants you to think that you're dead, but you're not. You are free, you are alive. Did you guys see that? They saw them walking. There's movement. There's movement. That means that they have a purpose. They know their mission. They know where they're going. Forward, not backwards. And they're not staying put. Are you walking, church? Are you walking, church? The king could not come close because if he he came close, he's going to burn too. And so as close as he could, he saw them. 
doing these things, but he did not hear them. I bet while they were walking, they were praising God. Yeah. Hallelujah! Yeah. Hallelujah! Who is like our God? Yeah. Who is like our Lord? Whatever fire in, don't stop. Whatever God has called you to do, keep moving. The moment that you decide that you're just going to sit around because the enemy has convinced you that you're not a leader, those pastors are leaders. Those life group leaders are leaders, not you. You can, you can just relax and sit, sit down. You're, you're good. Enjoy your life. The moment that the enemy convinced you to do that, well, guess what? You're actually leading a generation to also sit down and chill and relax and not follow the Lord. I wonder if we all need to receive the fire of the Holy Spirit this morning. How many wants to receive the fire of the Holy Spirit this morning? Is it okay if I go a little bit longer? I'm going to be honest with you guys. This church has gone through so much. Some were good and some were not. And it's enough for a Christian like me to say, what in the world is happening? It's discouraging. When I first came and served in this church, I had an idea that all Christians are going to be loving. When you see a brother and sister in the Lord, doesn't matter what church they're from, they're like, whoa, you're a Christian. I love you, man. Woo! No. What church are you from? Oh, okay. Oh. What style of worship do you guys do? Oh, we do. Different. It's disheartening that we call ourselves Christians and yet there's disunity. There's division. I thought I would never, I would never pray a prayer like this, but three months ago, because I, can I just, can I just say I'm sick of it? Playing church? I'm talking in general. That they're Christians who can't get even along. What are we doing? And yet we preach that God is love and we can't love each other as brothers and sisters. And I said, Lord, I'm so discouraged, if, but this, if, this is, if this is church, I want to quit. I want to quit. 
you know that same voice, that same spirit is whispering to your ears, walk away. Just enjoy your life until Jesus returns. You're saved anyways. Why do you have to come to church? Why do you have to serve? Why do you have to lead? Because that's what Jesus did. He said, I came to bring life and life abundantly. I came to serve and not to be served. And if you're here this morning and you say, Lord, I'm in in the middle of a fire right now. I've been praying to you to save me, but even if you don't, I'm gonna follow you. I'm gonna serve you. I'm going to declare that my God is God. And there is no other God. There is no other name but the name Jesus. Church, it's time. It's time to be loud for Jesus. It's time to stand up for Jesus. Come on. Come on. When I was praying this week, you know, for my 10... I go like, Lord, 10, that's a lot. Can I just pray for one? (laughs) You know, the Lord convicted me. He says, Richie, how long have you been praying for 10? How long have you been praying for one? And the Lord said, how about you pray for yourself, Richie? Pray that when I say speak, you speak. When I say go, you go. When I say lay hands on this person, you lay hands. Let's have that prayer. Lord, here I am. Use me. Should we all stand? If our prayer team could also come up. I'm going to close in prayer. before I invite any one of you guys who wants to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Is there anybody here for the first time that does not have a relationship with the Lord? I want to invite you to say this prayer. Everybody join me in this prayer. Lord God, I believe that you send your son, Jesus Christ. And he died for my sins. On the third day, he rose again. And my sins are washed and clean. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. And he is the Savior of my life. Come into my heart. I surrender my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you pray that prayer for the first time, would you shoot up your hands up in the air because we want to celebrate you. If you pray that prayer for the first time, would you lift up your hands? Anybody pray that prayer for the first time? Hallelujah. We celebrate you. We celebrate you. We celebrate you, brother.
would you fill out one of those connect cards and somebody and give that connect card to the info and somebody will help you right now I want to invite you guys if you want the baptism of the Holy Spirit as the worship team is singing this song come up ask the Lord Lord I want that fire I want you to baptize me in the Holy Spirit I want you to use me starting today until you come again Lord God we thank you for speaking to us this morning we thank you for your presence we thank you for your message and yes Lord we will follow you we will not fear the fire that we're in because we know that you are with us nothing can harm us nothing can steal our joy nothing can steal our hope our future because you are with us we thank you that you protect each and every family and each and every one of us here and we thank you Lord God that in this world we may face tribulation and trials but you said take heart because you have overcome the world so Lord God in you we rejoice in you we celebrate our victory we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus name amen and amen come on give the Lord a clap of praise if anyone wants refilling the Lord wants to if you want refilling, if you want to be to be filled again with the Holy Spirit, I want to invite you to come up. I want to I, I want to encourage you to come up. Okay? This is the move of God. This is your time. So let's worship and pray. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If this ministry has impacted you and you would like to partner with Grace Capital Church to impact the communities around you, please join us at gccnh.com forward slash partners.